Welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Crundwell, here today with Ron Ron Super Bon Bon Kluinski. How are you doing, Ron Ron? That was better than I thought it was going to be after the previous oh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I had to time, if I had time to come up with something about porcelain and poop, I would have. But, but no, I didn't. Uh, and also, Paul, Wisconsin cheese curd champion, Grosskopf. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. I cannot believe that mozzarella sticks are crushing cheese curds. Crushing. Well, we can un- ask Ron. It's unbelievable. On air, Ron. If at their perfect cooked cookedness, perfectly fresh, best you've ever had, which do you prefer, mozzarella sticks or cheese curds? Um, I probably have to go with the curds. Yes, yeah, that's right, Ron. Amen. I've, I, I've never had. I don't. I can't say I've ever had fried curds that I was disappointed in. Fuck yeah. I've definitely had mozzarella sticks that I'm like, these are, these are terrible. Yes. Where it's like cold string cheese on the inside. Yeah. Where, yeah. Like where it's not fried all the way through or it's just like all the cheese melted out. Yeah. It falls apart. Fryer oil inside. Yeah. Or they just like taste like shit. Like the cheese isn't even good. Okay. By that logic, I would also say cheese curds, but I've literally only had cheese curds from Culver's. So. Oh, well, this is. I've had them from like bars in Wisconsin that do like cheese curds, like usually good. You know what, Ron? And I'm so glad you're saying this. I wonder if that is the problem where like a lot of people included in this poll have not had like gone deep into like a true Wisconsin like peak cheese curd. And I think, I think, I don't know. We, I'm, some people might be converted. So I'm going to say, I'm going to leave it there. I, I got so cheese curds are pretty like they're a Wisconsin thing, right? What are mozzarella sticks? Like, like I associate with they're like, they're yeah. the they're Chris Evans or Chris Pratt uh, Italian version of <laughs> Italian food. <laughs> like what state? Like New Jersey? Probably New Jersey, New York, or no, but they, Illinois. Like they could be like a Chicago. Oh, yeah, they, that's they, why they, they're fucking. That's every, why you. They're hate everywhere. Them. Mozzarella sticks are. Yeah, everywhere. they are. You can everywhere. go to Arby's and get mozzarella that's sticks. That's true. That's a good point. You can also get a hamburger. Yeah, I, apparently, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't know. Everybody else's Arby's have hamburgers now. Fuck, fuck me. <laughs> Tab mentioned it and like, did they send you a picture? No. Or did they just they talk just about mentioned it? it? And then I went to and like three <laughs> Arby's and they didn't have shit. And I thought Tab was a liar. <laughs> I guess. I guess. We can <laughs> we can trace the initial or, origins of mozzarella sticks to Paris, France during the late 14th century. Oh, look at that. Whoa. There we go. What a fancy food. What were they? What are they called? Like I'm assuming mozzarella sticks is not the yeah. original. Um, <laughs> it's got to be so fancy. I wish I knew even a little French so I could come up with some fake thing like pipe farce. What pipe farce? Pipe farce. So probably like peep farce or something. Probably pipe farce. Pipe farce. Pipe Pop farce. One of those pop farce. <laughs> Going to be cleaning my <laughs> pipes with them in just a few hours. <laughs> More like pipe cleaners, am I right? 
like wiping a marker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you know what I like? You put the toilet seat up, then you sit right on the <laughs> wow. That's you right freak. On the, right on the <laughs> that is that's, that's but hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, 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 but hold, <laughs> but hold. On. Fried cheese curds origins begin in ancient Rome. <gasps> Yes. Oh, that, that, I, that's probably gonna. Oh, that's probably. I, 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 I don't have a time frame, but that's probably gonna predate uh, 14th century France. I think. Uh, no, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely would. Yeah, we pronounce it Culvers, but it's actually they're using Roman lettering, so it's actually Caesars. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that V uh, is actually a U. That's how that's how it works, right? So it's 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 Colliers. Yeah. Colliers. Yeah. There Colliers. we go. Yep. Yeah. You know, this is actually a little known fact, but before the, the gladiator, you know, games, all the gladiators would load up on like eight pounds of custard and then they would come out and uh, just be exhausted and fall asleep in the middle of the Coliseum. People loved it. <laughs> they let the lions out. The lions are like, shh, yes. This is amazing. <laughs> Score. <laughs> yeah, it's like sweaty. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently like first the first century is uh, about the time when uh, cheese curds came out. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Well, go cheese curds. Huzzah. <sighs> cheese well, curds, that- about 500 grams or about one pound, uh, a cup of semolina, honey, and olive oil. Ooh, delicious. Hmm. There you go. That's, that's your ancient uh, Roman cheese curd recipe. Uh, Google. Google. <laughs> Google. It's pronounced. Glue. Glue. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, this is good. Please. What is it? Yeah, I'm just going to. I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll no. Let you try I'll try it. You're Sunday. No. There. Try to. Try to Globuli? Globuli? I think it's globuli. Globuli? That works too, yeah. Globuli? For the listener, it's G L O B U L I. Yes, if if you if you are an ancient Roman, write in with the correct pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> globuli. And you gotta do the little hand movement. Wait, that's um, Italian. Which is where Rome is. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Roman. That's Italian. I think maybe in fairness to both of you, and it, that is true, but it's also separated by time. So who knows? Yes. Maybe. Who, well, we don't know. I, I, I'm going there's to assume that I'm, I'm going to assume where there's no gaba, gaba, gaba ghoul in, uh, <laughs> in ancient yeah. Rome. Yes, we we all assume that all Romans talked like Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> when they stabbed Caesar, he was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what is he? What did, what did they say when they stabbed him? I always mix that up with what the guy said when he shot Lincoln. Oh. If, that, if that says anything about my historical knowledge. Yes. Sick Semperus Tyrannus. Yeah, like Death to the Tyrant or whatever. Something like that. One and then, and then Caesar reportedly said, A2 Brutai. No, <laughs> 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 who the fuck knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who the, I mean, you know, where was anyone really there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
we all know the Earth's no. not that old anyway. So yeah, yeah. I think actually, what Han? Let me let me look up my my sort of textbook here. I think what Caesar said was, uh, "Where is my glow bully? <laughs> Quick before I die, some globuli, <laughs> googly moogly." <laughs> Speaking of globuli, our Main course for today is, uh, um, I was going to say who knew that review. No, we literally <laughs> are recording this, what, two days after? Yeah, two days after, yeah. <laughs> um, but because, you know, scheduling and stuff. But this one is uh, actually make this game, damn it. So we've done a version of this before. It was just Tab and I. But basically, we're going to be pitching games that we think could be really fun. Um, dream games, games we've thought about for a long time. We would love if developers, because we know you listen to this, of course, listen to this and make these games. In, in fact, we demand it. Um, we would like a cut, but we understand, you know, it's a it's a competitive business. So if you at least want to throw a little special thanks into the credits for us, that would be awesome. But before we get there, there I was very busy and I glanced through the news and I was like, I don't see anything. But Paul, you have some interesting links up here that I think are all very relevant to our interests. So would you mind sharing my, my, my fellow news hound? Yeah. Yes. Um, Joey, um, I'm live here at the scene. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> message coming in <laughs> through the lines. Um, our first story today is from uh, Kotaku. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, no. Uh, so yeah, our first story comes from Kotaku. That part was true. I was doing a fun vintage <laughs> newsman voice. Um, uh, like, what is this fiction? Yes. Acor- <laughs> according to a, an insider, um, at Rockstar, apparently the remastered versions of GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption are shelved, and this is sort of speculation, but basically in response to sort of the very tumultuous launch of the GTA trilogy last year, and um, it seems like they're not like cancelled necessarily, but they're being pushed way back, and now Rockstar is sort of focusing on putting out GTA 6. So I thought this is interesting because we kind of talked about Rockstar a lot previously on the show and um, kind of, yeah, like this idea of sort of Rockstar in years past um, had a lot of irons in the fire and um, now it seems like they are very, they're very dead set on these big major projects but um yeah what what do you guys sort of think about in in response to this story i think what confuses me is is the rockstar focusing efforts on gta 6 because that seems to imply that rockstar was doing the remasters when rockstar did not do the remaster of the gta trilogy so were they doing it did they have teams working on it or like internal teams working on it um or are they just like we don't trust anyone with it now you know what i mean because Again, the Rockstar focusing efforts on GTA 6 sounds like they had a few irons in the fire, and now they're like, no, 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 take all those irons out, put them in just one. Oh, that doesn't make sense. My metaphor is breaking down. But so I don't, I don't know how to take that. Like, I guess it doesn't matter. Like, I wasn't particularly itching for remasters of those. I think, I mean, I, I, they, they haven't aged that poorly to me. I mean, it would be great. The rumor about Red Dead Redemption 1 was that it was going to be in the Red Dead Redemption 2 engine. Yeah. And, like, that's cool. But I also, I'm like, I get all of that from Red Dead Redemption 2. So, 
I'm like, this is interesting, but personally, just personally, I'm like, yes, fin- finish GTA six. And then yeah, right. I'll take the remasters in if you want to give them to me, but I don't need them personally. I, I kind of wish like GTA four was a little more, well, I guess and red dead were a little more accessible in a way. Mm, yeah. Uh, because really I can only play GTA four right now, like easily on a PC and it's kind of still, it's not kind of broken, but you know, it still doesn't play quite right as it would on street console. And then red dead, like I can only play that on console. So I had to bring out an old console just to play it. And that's just way too much effort for me right now. Is it backwards compatible on the, uh, Xbox series? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting that it is. Yeah. (laughs) Not going to buy one. Just to play. No, no, I, I mean, I wasn't saying you. I was just saying. I was asking, mm-hmm. just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. if you, you know. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, yeah, I was disappointed about Red Dead Redemption, um, just because one, I would like to go back to it, and like when a remaster comes out, it's kind of an excuse of like, well, you know, a new version's out. What can you do? It's got to play Red Dead Redemption again. But um, I also know Tab who is the biggest fan the world of Red Dead Redemption 2 has not played the first one yet. What? And I was, yeah, I know, I know. And I think their reservation is they don't really like going back to older games. So like a, a new sort of glammed up version of it in the, the RDR2 engine might have been just the, the thing to get them to dive in. So I'm a little bit sad on their yeah. behalf. Um, but at, yeah, at the same time, like I think... Yeah, as you say, who knows like how they were allocating resources where like they 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 feel like they need to sort of reprioritize and recenter things on, on GTA six, but if it means we get GTA six sooner, yeah, that's that's a good thing. I would assume that they probably after the 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 remasters, they probably like Joey was saying, like get rid of keep a closer eye on it and maybe like get a little more involved, like still have someone else do the work, but be more involved in it. And probably at the end of the day, that's just too much effort and time to be able to dedicate some people to just like watching over that. But and and they know GTA Six is going to be huge. Like, there's no way that game is not going to succeed. Even if it's half as successful as GTA Five, it's going to be massive. massive. And and so I'm wondering. And hmm. it's going to still have a ton of people complaining about it. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Where's my GTA Six? GTA Six out. This game sucks. Where's GTA Seven? Yeah. 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 Why it isn't it seven right now? Right. Why is it based in Vice City again? Because it's gonna be. But the other thing is, like, if that's that successful, then that holiday season, because like, let's say they release it in the spring, you know, spend the rest of that year finishing up those remasters. Releasing those in the summer when or the the winter when people have finished the story, maybe they're starting to get some of them are starting to get tired of the multiplayer. Here's the here are these other Rockstar things, you know what I mean? Because every new game brings a new generation of players with it that haven't played the old game. So like, I think that that could work really what, well. Too, what so. what are we figuring for GTA Six twenty twenty four? I I think twenty twenty three, but I've I've been wrong about everything the last couple of years because of the fucking pandemic so well and it's it's hard to like it they they keep making these larger and larger worlds and if they're really trying to outdo themselves with gta 6 maybe maybe the development time is just going to become more and more sort of protracted so it's hard to predict you know when when they're gonna yeah. have something out uh, but the, the, I, 
Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, the reason it's hard to know as well is because Rockstar will announce it in, like, April, and it'll be out that fall. Like, they don't mess around. They're not, like... They they did early on, but I think starting with, what, San Andreas run? Like, they started being more like, we, we're in control of our messaging. Yeah. We San know An- people want our game. Vi- Vice City was, like, a little cagey, but, like, they were still, like, showing it at, like, E3 and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, San Andreas, it was, like, everything was close to the best. But, I mean, that was... Yeah, I guess that was only like six months, eight months from announcement to launch. Do you remember? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you remember? I can't. Was it four? I think it was GTA four where the guy had like the tattoo of it on his arm, like a fake tattoo. Peter Peter, Peter Moore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that'll be. It was like also coming to PlayStation (laughs) 3. (laughs) <laughs> It'll be like Jeff Keighley at next summer summer game fest, but it's like a real tattoo that they forced him to get. He's like, okay, here it is on, like, on his dick. Yeah. It's like GTA Six. It's, like, it's all infected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god! No, it would be Jeff Keighley, so it would be like brought to you by Netgear. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, wait, you need to include a sponsor. <laughs> it hurts. Hey guys, check out my, my GTA six tattoo brought to you by Netgear. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a little disappointed with that, but yeah. I mean, whatever. I, I'm, I'm sure they'll still do it and they'll probably do it. Like maybe like lead up to, the GTA six, like maybe they'll release like one of them be like, Oh, by the way, we, we have like, they're probably going to work on it quietly and not say anything about it. And then just kind of release it out. And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my guess again, and probably wrong would be that we're going to see a trailer or something in the spring and it'll be out by holiday next year. Paul, what do you think? Holiday next year? Um, I don't have a specific date, but I think it will release in the same year as Haunted Chocolatier. Twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. Twenty forty five. Red Red Dead was announced in fall and released in the spring, right? Oh, that was I, I thought so. the, I thought it was longer than that, because that got delayed like quite a bit. I thought. Mm. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the time period for all that. Because I think now. Red Dead was supposed to come out in the spring, but got delayed all the way until like later in the year. You know, yeah, that's right. The, the first Red Dead got released in the spring. Second one was supposed to get released in the spring and then got pushed back till October. Because it, it was my first semester teaching here and oh. like half of my students were like, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to be gone on this day. And I was like, oh, it's because Red Dead Redemption's coming out. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you were like, I guess I got to cancel well, class. My, my, no one's going to be there. My hands sorry. were tied. <laughs> <laughs> was it delayed because of the tuberculosis? Was that like, like COVID? <laughs> Things are delayed because of COVID. Too soon. Yes. But it soon. takes place back when <laughs> tuberculosis. Yeah, okay. and then and then um, the president at the time was like, "Take this; it'll cure it." And you're like, "Oh, thank you!" And that was just ginseng, which you find everywhere. And you're like, <laughs> "Oh, okay. I thought this quest was going to lead to a cure." Uh, <laughs> but you're so just- disappointed because it's multi-part too. You're like, "This is going to be it." Like step one, step two. 
It's like, does it do anything? It doesn't do anything, does it? It just improves your stamina, I think, which <sighs> is like, I think, one of the stats that it affects, but. Cool. <sighs> save certain. Anyways. Oh, shit. Oh, beep, 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 beep. Another, Breaking another, news. Breaking news. <laughs> another, <laughs> another message in from the lines. <laughs> According to Kotaku, once again, um, the game-breaking bug in um, Knights of the Old Republic 2, which I mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago, has now been fixed. Huzzah! Um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's great, which means that when I get this game, I can finally play it and beat it and won't have to stop mm-hmm. halfway through. <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, gonna date so many people and go back to some saves if I mess it up. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. But unfortunately, I guess there are some new bugs now. And Joey, I'll need a little help from you on this because I read about it, but I haven't played it, so I don't quite know what this is. But from what I understand now, like a new bug is in there where like. I guess in the game you can move really fast, but it'll kind of like blur everything. And when you trigger a cutscene while moving like that, I guess there's this new bug where like the entire cutscene will just be blurred out <laughs> in that huh. way. I'm and looking it's at like, the screenshot. It looks really bad. Yeah, and I guess it, yeah, it looks horrible based on that screenshot. So like, I guess now that's a major bug in there that came after they fixed this one, but. At least yeah, that one I can just take take my time a little bit, you know, move a little a little slowly. So that's a that's true a more avoidable one. But yeah, so I can play this now. Yay! Yeah, I mean, I think by the time you get to play it, it'll probably be patched because we're going to be playing Disco Elysium here soon for the game club. So yeah, shit, gotta get into that. Um, yeah, I'm getting ready to send the group a, a message. Taylor is in for the. 27th or whatever we set it for which is a wednesday so i want to send the whole group a message and make sure we have a time nailed down and then i looked up a like how the game is broken up and apparently it's broken up into days and there's 10 days so i'm thinking we'll cover the first five days in the first half and then the second five in the the second half so i'll send out a message soon we'll set all that up and we'll let you know listeners but until then so yeah kotor kotor and kotor 2 might be and for me, that one game, what is it called? Um, um, it's, it's something about a chair. Uh, oh, ooh. You know uh, the one. Yeah, yeah no, that one. Card yeah, game. I, I, I wouldn't know, but maybe I'll you, remember you by I might remember by the end yeah, of the show. If you could just, yeah, if you could just rack your brain yeah. and then when you, when you think of it, just let me know. Yeah. Um, might be a while. But that one, I think I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you happen to remember... Is that is that one that I could play a little bit at a time? Like, is the narrative so in, intense that I'm like, I got to play it all at once? Or can I, like, play a couple hands here, play a couple hands there? No, I think you can stop and start. I, I've been okay. with um, – it's been my travel game. You you might, if you feel naturally sucked in, I mean, who am I to, you know, stop you? I mean, not unlike a young boy sitting on a toilet without the seat. You might find yourself <laughs> – you go to play and you're like, I'm just going to – Drop and sit up, but all of a sudden you plop right in. <laughs> I want to continue on and explain more of that, but the listener has no idea what we're That's talking fine. about. So I'm just That's gonna, probably better for you. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to get out of this with a beep, 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 beep. Quit I'm just saying <laughs> that like now, if I try, I fall in and it's like hard to get into position like that and like sit comfortably. Yeah. You know? Anyways. 
Back to the bathroom in a second. But first, a breaking note news story and in some ways the most thrilling news story of all. Um, once again, coming from Kotaku, um, based on a recent Sony job listing on um, LinkedIn, there may be uh, a chance that we'll get some PS3 game emulation on the PS5. Which is Ooh. fucking thrilling. So let me pull up the ad now. That's fascinating. Because like I said, I really thought, you know, that they were having such problems with that, that they would, you know, why wouldn't they have included it in? I thought if we saw that emulation, it was going to be like a year or two down the road. I didn't think it would be so shortly after the launch of the online yeah online well well here is the the ad and and this could mean that we have to wait a little while because i mean they're putting an ad out for this position so maybe they're at the beginning phases of this process oh, yeah, but that's true our software development engineer position works on the tools and technology team at playstation studios to support the newly relaunched classics for ps4 and ps5 Classic games run via emulation of legacy PlayStation platforms. As a classics engineer, you would work closely with a group of other engineers, producers, and QA teams to fix bugs, add new features, and develop new emulators. And as um, the article Serve Joseph points out, what is the noticeable council in you know the the lineup of of consoles for uh, the the new PlayStation service that needs emulation, the PlayStation the Three, Nintendo. oh PlayStation Vita, <laughs> Super Nintendo, Vita, Vita, oh, Vita Super Nintendo, Las Vegas, yeah, no, but uh, the Nintendo no, PlayStation, the Nintendo PlayStation. Okay, so other than the Nintendo PlayStation <laughs> and the Vita Las Vegas portable, <laughs> it has little neon lights on it. Uh, Wayne Newton sings a little song every Pocket time. Station? It Pocket Station, Pocket Station. <laughs> that one's not on, that's not represented. The pocket station. PSP. PSP. No, no, not Whoa. the PSP. The pocket station. Yo, I would. I. What if they did include some of those games, like um, Dragon? What was it called? I almost called you Gary. What was it called, Ron? Dragon's Cocoon or something. I'm, I'm off this podcast. See ya. No, Gary, come back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got cinnamon uh, for you. Uh, um. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called, but for for those who don't know, the Pocket Station was a um, Dreamcast VMU-like memory card thing for the PlayStation. And if you don't know what the Dreamcast VMU is like, it's basically kind of like an LCD video game thing that had like little mini games on it that would usually involve your saves. Like you could check your Chow or whatever the fuck you call them in Sonic Adventure. You can play around in the garden in there and almost have like a Tamagotchi style thing. Yeah, They never released it in America for the, the, the pocket station specifically. Mm. Well, one one. we might be getting a pocket station, but along with that, hopefully one PS3, <laughs> PS3 emulation in all oh, seriousness. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that we can all play Sly Cooper HD on our PS fives. God damn it. That's what they've been waiting for. They just want the, the most high fidelity version, but along with the games, um, there also there is speculation that um, they're also going to work on making sort of PS3 peripherals compatible with the PS5. So like the iToy, the PS Mouse, the PlayStation Move, 
And I threw this in there as well. Rock Band Guitar Hero controllers or that Fleshlight controller that Joey talked about on episode 69 that we're all going to buy a used copy of. We could just share one. <laughs> yeah, we could just pass around. Yeah. Take it's turns. Like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, but <laughs> the brotherhood of the, <laughs> the traveling peen sleeves. So, yeah, and, I, and like sisterhood of the traveling pants, it fits all of us magically. <laughs> um, so I have a question here that doesn't involve that because I'm done with that conversation. Uh, um, What's the PS mouse? Because I thought you could just plug up any mouse to a PlayStation 3 and it would just work. That's a good question. It had a cell processor in it, and so it was Unless, very smooth. Yeah, I don't know. like Because you could just plug a regular mouse into it. It didn't have to be a PlayStation-branded mouse. At least I don't I don't think there was one. There might not them. have been anything special. I might have just had a couple extra buttons, so like side buttons or something. I'm seeing like a PS1 one that has like a PS1 yes, there's, I have, plug-in. I have that one with the mouse pad and the Let mouse. me see for the PS3 if there's like anything specific. I, d- I don't... I don't think there yeah. I don't think there was because it was just out of the box. Like you could just hook a keyboard and mouse up to it and just... Because it had all the Linux bullshit in it. Uh, you could just plug it right in and not have to buy extra... Because I think... I don't think there was one for PlayStation 2 either. Yeah. I think you could just do the same thing. Just plug in plug in any USB mouse and it would just work. Like, unless they're like, we found a way to make the PlayStation 1 PS mouse work on <laughs> the PS5. And of yeah. course, I, typing PS2 mouse like gets me like not what I not the results I want. <laughs> PS2 connection, not PS2 system. What I love about the PS1 mouse is that it has that PlayStation One controller connection yes. connector. I'm assuming. So oh yeah, yeah, 100. It's does. like so useless outside of that. <laughs> outside of that and PlayStation Two. But back to the flashlight controller. So, yes. <laughs> full, so like full haptic feedback, the power of the PS Five. Yeah. And so. <laughs> okay, so there wasn't. Like- there was an official PlayStation Two mouse. It's just okay. a, it's a regular ass looking mouse with uh the PlayStation Two logo on it. And that's it. I don't think there's. I don't think there's a PlayStation Three one. I think this Kotaku writer is full of shit. Yeah, well, it doesn't say PlayStation Three though, does it? It just says PS Mouse. Yeah, PS Mouse. But it says, but it, but it prefaces it with PlayStation Three accessories. Oh, it does. yeah. Bunch yeah, of that's P- right. P- PS Three peripherals working on the PS Five, including the iToy, the PS Mouse, and PS Move controllers. More like could. Haku. Hmm? Yeah. Well, like, I, they're like a hack and they write for Kotaku. Sure. That's redundant. Oh. Yes. Uh, oh, and then someone, Brown, was this you? Add another. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah breaking news. Not really breaking news. I just got reminded of it. Uh, there is an itch bundle going on right now until the 13th to help uh, fund ab- abortion rights. Uh, either clinics or people help get it. I can't talk today. It's all that frosty. <laughs> it's all that gabagool. Um, basically to help, you know, fund, help fund abortions where it is needed. Uh, but also includes like, you know, hypnospace outlaw and a bunch of other games, probably a bunch of games that are already included in a bunch of under bundles you bought, but Hey, it's 10 bucks. Why not just go buy yeah, it's a for shit a good ton cause. more games? Exactly. Yes. I'm trying to figure out the total number of games here. Uh, 792 items. 
Yeah, and in 7092, surely there's a new game you don't have, at least one buried in there. Yeah, yeah. there's there's at least a couple of that, that Calico games in here. A lot of the ones I'm looking at, I don't recognize. I mean, that was that was a lot of the ones in in the previous bundles, too. So there are some games I've heard of and never played, but I've seen them. What do you see? What, Joey? I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say Street Magic? It's one of the games. I've never said Street Magic. I never said no, that. One of the, Those words have never come the, out of my mouth ever. It's one of the it's one of the games. Even when I'm talking about David Blaine. Escape from Dino Island. Uh but Hypnospace Outlaw, if you have not bought that game, it is on this list and it's only ten dollars then basically. So I that that's well worth price of admission, in my opinion. Calico? Calico, yeah. That looks adorable. That's that's I I literally said that those words uh, are that word a minute ago. When I thought when you, you said were talking about street magic. magic. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> Fur quest, bump in the dark. Can you bump in the dark? <laughs> so super bon bon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Round round super bon bon. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of round, what have you been? What have you been playing? Oh, you said you've been busy. Fucking nothing, dude. It's only been two fucking, fucking days. <laughs> hey, come on, Ron. What did you eat for dinner? Yeah, uh, I had the um, Wendy's. Big, what is it called? The Big Bacon Cheddar Burger. Oh. It's got frizzled onions and bacon jam and bacon and cheddar and like an Asiago. Or no, it's not Asiago. It's a cheddar bun, like a cheddar fried bun and Frosties. Got a Frosty. It's good, delicious. Andrew got the strawberry Frosty. I need to ask her how that was. See if it's any good. Oh, yeah. I had, it was good. I liked it. it? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's it doesn't supplant chocolate for me, but it definitely was enjoyable for my. See, I enjoy. I really enjoy the vanilla frosties. Oh, I they're know, good too. I, yeah. I know people have called me crazy for that, but they're really, really good. I enjoy them yeah. sometimes over a chocolate frosty. I called around crazy for that when they first introduced them. I was like, I'm not. I don't even want to try it because like chocolate is so good, and chocolate is better than vanilla. Why would I try it? And then we got. Nintendo Wii's and to celebrate on our way home from getting our Nintendo Wii's after sitting out in the sleep for 12 hours or whatever it was we were like we have to get vanilla Frosties because the Wii is white and it's white and the, the <laughs> vanilla is white and that was our only reasoning <laughs> and it was good it was really good yeah I liked it yeah um, Paul what did you have you had Culver's right no so I had oh. a little Dairy Queen situation oh. Oh, yeah, because you got the blizzard, yeah. Yeah, and I had a um, a uh, dirt cup blizzard, which is delicious. I love a regular dirt cup, cup and it's basically like Oreos, um, chocolate, I like chocolate mixed in with the vanilla soft serve, and then little gummy worms, you know, throughout, which are just delicious. And then... You had a big, like, old order of cheese curds, which is why cheese curds are on the brain. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And along with the feast for my tummy, I had a feast for my eyes and my earballs, because I haven't played shit for the past two days. <laughs> I haven't touched a thing, but I watched some shit between, between oh. now and then. I saw two movies, um, Last Night in Soho and uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Last night in Soho, um, Edgar Wright's latest joint. Been wanting to watch it for a while. Just haven't for whatever reason. Came on HBO Max and I'm like, now's the time, baby. Here we go. <laughs> and then really enjoyed that. Um, it's 
I don't want to talk a lot about it because I feel like the less you know going into it, the better. But it, the main actress in it is that Princess Peach. She's that actress who put is really is it the same person? I think so. She's Anya Taylor Joy. No, okay, yeah. so she's in it. She's one of the the uh, main characters, okay. but the other one. She Thomason is Mackenzie. Yes, she she was in Jojo Rabbit as the um, the Jewish girl living in their their mm. house, and she's amazing. I loved her in that movie, and she was awesome here too. And yeah, it was it was spooky. It was thrilling. Joey, I think you would love it because it's horror, but it also like takes place like partially within like a school, like mm. and yeah, no, and it's, it's it was really really good and and full of surprises. Beautifully made as so many of Edgar Wright's movies are, and like very thoughtfully put together. And yeah, I had a great time with that. And then last night I watched the new Doctor Strange movie, and I had a great time. I went in with kind of like no real expectations, but. It was so weird. It was like so like playfully gross as like a lot of my favorite Sam Raimi movies are and like <laughs> was very funny, had a ton of surprises. I, you know, people complain about like Marvel movies being like formulaic or whatever. I'm not in that camp. I love I love them. Keep them coming. But like this is the movie for you if you have that complaint, because I, you know, it went in a ton of directions. That I did not sort of see coming. And yeah, it was just <laughs> really a lot of fun. So Highly recommend both of them. They were both super fun movies. And that that one is also one that you probably don't want to say a lot about, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen either. And literally, it's funny that you bring them up because those those are the two that Gary keeps asking me. He's like, did you see Last Night in Soho yet? Have you seen Doctor Strange yet? And I'm like, I will let you know when I see (laughs) Have you listened to Girl Um, Talk yet? Have you listened to Girl (laughs) Talk? See that's why I don't ask though. I don't. I don't want Paul to be mad at me. Um, <laughs> oh, I would. I would never. <laughs> uh, I'll next week. I'll. You'll see on my what we've been playing. Uh, playing girl talk listening simulator. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had for dinner Burger King. Uh, I got a uh, medium number one with onion rings, and I, I. I always get the number one, which is the Whopper. And I get no onions, tomatoes, or pickles. And I've been saying that for like years. It's just like secondhand. It just comes out. And so I ordered it and I, you know, went up to the, the cashier and she said, what did you have in your order? What, what did you order? And normally they don't ask that. So it threw me off a little bit. So I was like, uh, I had the, the number one. And she said, uh, number one with only onions, tomatoes, and pickles. And she said it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> And I was like, why did I say yes? And because like, I, I was like, number one, I was like, there's no way that she said that. And then number two, I, you know, social anxiety. So I was just like, yes. And she's like, okay, you know, and I gave her my card and I'm pulling up to the second one. I'm like, she, she said that, but like, she didn't mean it. Right. Like, I'm not going to, oh, it's just going to be like a bun with <laughs> tomatoes and pickles. And it wasn't. <laughs> so I don't know. She probably, I was really busy with a lot of cars, but part of me was like, do I go back? And I'm like, I said no onions to me. Like, what did they think when I said that? Were they like, ah, freaking vegetarian? Of course, you know, but why well, wouldn't I just say no meat then? But no, it was, um, it was good. Uh, I always get chicken nuggets for Bella. I got some chicken nuggets. She, she ate a little bit of them, but she's getting tired of them. I think she used to love McDonald's ones that those were her favorites. Uh, she hated Burger King ones and Wendy's nuggets. She wouldn't even eat them. She would like get excited. And then I would try to feed her some and she'd be like, no, no, no. Um, but now she's only eats a little bit of the McDonald's ones and she really prefers the Culver's chicken strips. Ooh. So those are her favorite. How does she feel about canes? 
She loves canes. Yeah, she loves she loves canes. Anytime oh, yeah. we're making chicken for dinner, Frank just immediately just like as soon as like we open a package of like raw chicken, he's just like, "What you guys doing? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, what is yeah. what is that?" We have thought about, briefly thought about, like doing the raw chicken for them, because apparently yeah. that's fine. Uh, the downside is, is, you know, they're eating raw chicken, and then they come and lick your face after they've eaten raw chicken, uh, whatever, yeah. and now all of a sudden you have raw like, chicken all you. over. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why we don't do that. We'll usually, we'll, we'll, we cook it. Because uh, normally we sous vide our chicken, uh, which is putting it in a water bath and cooking it up to temperature. We'll save him a little bit of the juice that comes out of it mm. and little little pieces of, you know, unsalted, un, you know, seasoned. Nuts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. We'll uh, save a little bit of chicken and he'll, he'll, he'll eat it and lap up the juice a little good. bit. But. Sometimes, sometimes he'll do it. Sometimes he won't. Elmer fucking does not give a shit about fucking chicken at all. But cheese, that motherfucker goes after cheese hard. (laughs) You open up the fridge, like he's immediately inside. And if he hears that cheese drawer open, he's just like, what you doing? If he smells those curds, he's, he's on it. (laughs) Yes. Did we, did we give him curds? I don't think he liked curds. I don't Hmm. think he was a fan of the curds. He likes a, a, like a, a good cheddar, for sure. He loves a mozzarella. Fucking loves goat cheese. Goat cheese mm. is his fucking jam. I don't know if we tried mozzarella. I'm gonna say we could add him to the poll. We did one up for. We, we done Swiss. Giving him Swiss. He likes Swiss. Yeah, he really likes goat cheese and he really likes cheddar. It's uh, stanky. He mm. likes the yellow American cheese too. We get this one. It's like a super. It's like called super sharp yellow uh, cheddar. But it's basically just processed American cheese. Uh, but it's super fucking good. He fucking loves the shit out of that. Probably mm. not good for him at all, but, you know, we only give him a little bit as a treat. Give him a little bit. Yeah. Hey, what's what's life all about? I mean, you gotta get a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, cheese. get a little bit of just give processed the, American just cheese. Just give the sink a little, a little oil for a treat. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need a seat to sit down. <laughs> um, just I give your butt a little treat. <laughs> I have been playing still New Horizons every day, trying to get Boomer <laughs> off my fucking island, and this motherfucker keeps tricking me. And like I, I, I mentioned before, like the way that they 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 do it is, you don't talk to them forever, and then they're sad. And this motherfucker keeps being sad, and I'm like, I'm so ready for it. I go up to him, and he can see the excitement, and I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> and like he'll be like, actually, I forgot what I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm like. Just fucking get out, get out already. Um, so no, still have not gotten Diana. Uh, I did finish my second playthrough of the quarry. I kind of blasted through it. I used a guide, saved everyone. And with these super massive games, I always like them more after playing them twice. And so I definitely do like it more. Did not have any of the command prompt problems with the QTEs or anything. Command prompt uh, input problems with the QTEs. And... Yeah, it's if if you I don't think I did a good job of explaining what it was when we first started talking about it, but if you haven't played the supermassive games, they're basically playable movies. They use like photorealistic graphics, they use real actors and they like scan their faces and bodies and they do motion acting and everything. So 
um, there's some some pretty notable people in it, like Justice Smith and uh, Brenda Song. She's my homegirl. She Caitlin. I like her a lot. And there's like pretty good performances. Like they, it's a it's supposed to be based on like a B horror movie. So don't go in expecting Oscar nominations or anything or ask Oscar nomination worthy. Don't performances, go in expecting twelve minutes. Go in expecting. I, don't, I haven't played twelve minutes. I haven't but, either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't have the time. But yeah, but no, yeah. but the, but it's it's good and it's it's like it's like I'm playing a movie. So if you're interested in horror movies and. Like being, there are, there are command prompts. You do have to move around a little bit, but it's not like this really in-depth game. You just have to have the controller be ready to hit some buttons occasionally. Um, and it's really cinematic and, and really cool. So I highly recommend it. I am going to put it aside. I'm not going to get the platinum. I think I'm going to save it for Halloween so I can focus on Disco Elysium for now. But yeah, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun go. Yeah. I like, I really like the style of game. Like I like, I like heavy rain. Like what I played of it, I just have a hard time with failure. <laughs> like I don't, I don't like, I don't like making a bad choice. And then like, I, ideally I don't want to have to go play the game again, even though that's like what that game is totally meant to do is to like replayability and all that stuff and see all the different shit. Sometimes it's just too tense and I don't want to do it again. So yeah, yeah, I have a hard time with that. I wonder because they they do have online co op where I think where like one person controls it and the other person can do command prompts or I keep saying command prompts. I think they can do quick time, quick time events. events or something. I think I think it's some kind of cooperative play like that. Um, so that might, or maybe you switch off controls. Like one person does one chapter. I, I don't know how it works. But well, no, I, I, I'm saying more in the sense that like making a bad choice. Like no, I know, but if it's yeah. shared, if it's you know sh- I mean? shared like if experience, like two okay, or three yeah. people, yeah, then you could blame the other person. True, be like you fucking idiot, and they'd be like you were in control. <laughs> like, but I could tell you wanted me to do that, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> who are you, ta- who are you talking yeah. to? You're here by yourself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me while I was playing. Fucking <laughs> 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 asshole. <laughs> Use those games do look really good though i've seen like enough like videos of of the i've seen the playthroughs of the uh what's the until dawn no not until dawn i have seen that little uh, hope little hope is that the one that is involves the bus yeah yeah i've seen a playthrough of that wait is that is that the yeah, one with the bus no, or is no. yeah it little is. hope is the one with the bus starts mm-hmm. out with the family yeah, getting murdered in the, the house first. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my third favorite, I would say. I would say for me, it's probably still Until Dawn, partly because it was like a new experience, and then The Quarry, and then Little Dawn, or Little Hope, sorry, Little Dawn, Until (laughs) Little Quarry, um, Little Hope, and then... The newest one? Yeah, Ash the, of yeah. House of Ash, and then um, Man from Madan. Man of, Man of Madan, yeah. To not, the ghost to ship one. Yeah, the ghost ship one. Yeah, not not a good one. I, I think that one gets extra points just for having a smarmy Sean Ashmore in it <laughs> doing that. Yeah, but he was really good too. Yeah, again, perf- the performances are usually 
are usually really top notch. That should have just been the whole horror scenario. This guy's your jerky friend, and you've got to spend your whole vacation with him. (gasps) (laughs) You can watch him die in 14 different ways. Um, Lance Henriksen is in is in the quarry. Oh, cool. I didn't even recognize him. Like I saw him a bunch and I was like, that guy kind of looks like, sounds like Lance Henriksen. That's so Ooh. funny. And then during one of the cutscenes, I'm like, no, that's fucking Lance. And I looked it up. It's fucking Lance Henriksen. Hey, you gotta trust the fungus. And the big guy from my name is Earl, his brother. Yeah. He, he's in it. Ethan Supley. Nice. Sure. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah. I think he's kind of crazy yeah. in real life or something, right? Well, Ethan and- Supley. He might be normal. He did play a neo-Nazi in American History yes, X. He did. So yes, I, always have, you. I always have that role in my head when That's I think of him as well. <laughs> uh, he, he was also, you know, the idiot in Mallrats too, who couldn't see the yeah. the, the magic eye. He's, yeah, he's gotten ripped. I don't know if you know that. He's pretty ripped in the game. I, yeah. Part of me wondered, I'm like, did they change his body type? Because he's like a, he's fucking stacked. No, he's yeah. like. He lost he a lot massive. of weight after My Name is Earl. Like he, I mean, he lost a lot of weight for My Name is Earl, or like during that time. But then, yeah, after that, like he just, he just kept going, and dude, yeah, massive. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if how accurate it is, but like he's like the definition of barrel chested in that game. Like he's, it's just, it's not like ripped. It's not like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger but again it's just like this massive it's like muscle. it's like it's, Arnold Schwarzenegger now because he's got all that loose skin from all the weight yes. he lost no it's not loose though it's real tight it's just he, he just looks like a, he, he has farmer strength like he's a big tough yeah. farmer he's yeah, not a bodybuilder yeah. he's like a strong right farmer. I, don't, I, I don't know if you're looking at the pictures I'm looking at right now he's, <laughs> you should just do a quick well, google search on him there well maybe for well, just, the maybe for the game they had to tone it down a little bit they're like listen it's just, it's too much that's just too much yeah, yeah. those pecs are popping Yep. Pecks a poppin'. No one's gonna believe that he can be killed. <laughs> yeah, like a knife is gonna hit that bing yeah. and just go right off. Well, up. he does have a really so in one part he gets shot with a shotgun and he literally shrugs it off. Like you shoot him. Spo- slight spoiler alerts, because I am gonna also spoil another scene with him. But like he gets shot with a shotgun and he's just like he he does leave, like he's annoyed. No bullet holes at all. No no marks. And then later, though, he he does have a really funny scene where he gets stabbed, and his response is, "Oh, you stabbed me! Ah, oh, that hurts. I ain't never been stabbed before." <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's it's that typecast that he's been. To. He's like yeah. A, yeah. Kind of a big, big dumb guy. So he's like, and then he's like, "Mom," or like "Dad," or something like that. It's it's really funny. And then, um, and then Goofy's and he's like, "Gosh, must must you not?" Gosh, must have an Speaking of motherfucker. <laughs> uh, speaking of saving that for Halloween ish area, uh, I was thinking about phasmophobia because oh, yeah. I, I didn't get to watch it, uh, but apparently there's a speed run of it on Games and Quick. I don't know how you could speed run the game. Uh, I'll have to see what the criteria. Are you there? Are you there? I really want to watch it. I want to see what the what what speed running phasmophobia entails. Um, yeah, yeah. I am so excited, Paul. You and Jacqueline are hopefully getting a gaming PC for your wedding present, right, or something to that I nature. I have no idea. Oh man, I heard <laughs> tell of something like that. Jacqueline, it, Jacqueline was true. talking to I think Tab and you and other people. I've I have no idea what's happening. Oh man. 
We, we, it has to happen. <laughs> I don't care how it fucking happens. Cause like, if you had it right now, like if you were like, Oh, hold on. UPS person's here with my fucking new computer. We would end this podcast and play Phasmophobia uh, because I'd probably be like, Oh sweet. My Witcher statue is here. <laughs> so many months early. Finally. And then I open it up. It's a new game PC. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, sorry, I we guess were out this of stock. Okay. We made some substitutions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So shall we get to our game pitches? Oh pitches? yeah. Batter up. I like that. All right, so Ron, you said I'll, I'll go you've been first. Really busy. All right, so okay, Tutris, Tutris, All right. yeah. <laughs> All right, Ron, I'm not convinced. Sell me on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's Tetris, but twice as much of everything. <gasps> twice the playfield's twice as big and twice oh as tall. My God. Twice oh my as God. many blocks. Idea. <laughs> twice as many lines. Oh my God, Tutris. <laughs> you must sit directly on the porcelain when you sit down <laughs> to take a shit. Just like um, a god. <laughs> <laughs> Twice as much music, so it's like two completely different tracks of music playing at the same time. At the time. same exact time, <laughs> yeah. The, the Tetris block is eight blocks long. Uh, te- tetramino, oh Tetramino, please. Sorry, the, the, the Tetramino is eight blocks long. Oh, my God. You have to... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Oh man! Well, great. So, yeah, great I, I, Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been racking my brain over this for like the past couple of days since we said like this is going to be the episode. I can't fucking think of a goddamn thing anymore. My brain is like turned to mush over the past like month. So, Ron, do you have to use your special controller to play Tetris where you're playing with your hands and also <laughs> yeah. your penis to, <laughs> to a range? That's the only way you can get a Tetris. <laughs> Tetris is, you got to really get it in there. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the v96 friday night mix they had the tetris song in it the house song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, that, was, that was good yeah that was good i can't find that anywhere yeah. anymore for some reason it's really hard to find I th- that specific i think one. i read that that song is a is actually like just a, a russian it is folk it's, song, it's, so. it's a traditional Ru- russian song so it's not like it's a copyright issue or anything like that yeah so let's go bean that's our new opening you know it's probably not a good time to use that yeah well yeah i guess <laughs> i don't think the guy who made it was a bad guy you know not everyone represents the country. I don't represent the country that I live in, for sure, these days. Okay, Mr. Air Force. I served my turn. <laughs> <laughs> now we see Joy, Joey's oil painting of Donald Trump and Abraham Lincoln and George Washington as a, a SWAT oh. team. Yeah. Okay, so hold on. Quick aside, I know this has nothing to do with anything, but that picture <laughs> that picture I sent, so yeah. I, I made the comment about how he's stepping on the snake. Yeah. Uh, I went and looked through that guy's other paintings. Donald Trump's always stepping on a snake. Oh, hmm? what is that supposed to represent? Because like, uh, the snake like the is mimbo, the, the biblical thing. I don't know because the snake is supposed to be you know don't tread on me snake, but he's stepping on a snake. So maybe yeah, maybe it's the original sin snake. I don't. Yeah, it's like know. if you bite me, I'm gonna crush your skull. Like yeah, maybe or because it can't be as you say, it can't be the like the American. Yeah, please, don't tread yeah, on please, me. N- please, no steppy. Um, yeah, no, no yeah. steppy. God bless. Don't mess uh, with America. 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, I like snakes, so fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Anyway, that's right. So tell me, tell me about your game, Paul. Oh. <gasps> Paul, oh, you no, you know what? No, fuck you, Paul. Joey, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> a shocking twist. Dun, dun, dun. We should call Netflix. Someone should get this. Okay, so so my game is another licensed game. So my previous game was a version of Nightmare on Elm Street is what I wanted to bring Nightmare on Elm Street to life. This is also a licensed game, and it's a game that I've been thinking about since probably like the mid to late 90s in some version or another. And given the progression of game development and IP development, I'm like... I could see this really happening today, but let me set, let me set the scene to talk about why it would be so perfect before I get to talk about what the game is. You might even, Paul, especially you will probably figure out what it is before I get to it. But on a previous episode, we were talking about how we want like certain superhero games. And we talked about wanting like Wonder Woman game and like a Superman game. We were like, what do we want from a Superman game? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we got to talking about like what villains we would want to see and we want to see Doomsday. Mm. And so that is going to be a different game. So this is a little bit of a two-parter because the game that I want to make is a prequel to that game. That game that we're talking about is an open world superhero game starring Superman. He's fighting a bunch of famous villains. One of them may or may not be Doomsday. I don't think it should be. I think he should be in the second game. But the prequel to even the first game is actually a small, uh, not an indie game necessarily, but a, a small roguelite or roguelike. Um, it's, it would be in 2D and think Hades. It's the same sort of gameplay. Mm, okay. In Hades, it takes that roguelite experience where you're going through like this really volatile landscape and you all, when you die, you do have to go back to the, to the beginning, but you retain stuff, you learn stuff. So let me talk about Doomsday and then I'll talk about the game. So Doomsday, if you're not familiar, is a Superman villain who was introduced in a run called The Death of Superman in the early 90s, 91, I think. And he's famous for killing Superman. So that was the whole premise of this whole big run was Superman, the unkillable superhero, is killed by this creature. And at first, we don't know much about where Doomsday comes from. His literal introduction in this in this series is him just punching his way through this like heavy steel wall and then through the side of like a giant hill. And he busts out of the ground and he's wearing like this green suit and his one arm is tied behind his back. And he's like, he has gray green, like not gray green, it's like grayish skin, you know, weird kind of whitish wispy hair. And then these kind of rocks near his joints, like his shoulders, his knees, his knuckles and his eyebrows and stuff like that. Um, and he starts rampaging in the countryside. The Justice League of America is called in to stop him. A version of Supergirl, who's not really Supergirl, is called in to stop him. So all these superheroes are coming to stop him because he's headed toward Metropolis and Superman's out of town. And he just wipes the floor with them with literally with one hand tied behind his back. He's he has he just doesn't, you know, anything. He's hit by Green Lantern, who was very powerful at the time. His ring doesn't do shit to him. He's impenetrable. He's incredibly strong. And then Superman shows up and Superman's like, <laughs> he's like super cocky. He's like, I got it, guys. <laughs> and Doomsday punches him and Superman takes the punch. But they show him think. Ah, oh, that kind of fucking hurts, <laughs> which is like the first time Superman has thought that. Um, and so they start fighting and 
Superman, the whole time Superman's thinking like, wow, like this guy can actually keep up with me. He has like, he's super, he's faster than I am in some cases. Like I can't keep up with him. And what's worse is Doomsday keeps getting stronger. Every time Superman gets the upper hand and gets Doomsday down in some way, Doomsday gets back up and he's faster, he's stronger, and all of those really hard rock protrusions are getting bigger. And Superman's like, what the fuck? This guy's evolving in real time. And Superman's getting more tired. He's getting tired out. So that's why Superman dies. Is like, not only does Doomsday outlast him, but Doomsday is getting stronger. Superman's getting weaker. So he's like the ultimate Superman, Superman villain, of course. And then they sort of ruin him later a little bit. But um, <laughs> at the time, he was like, oh, what a fucking cool, powerful yeah. villain. His backstory, and this is where it's important to the game because this is going to be the game. The way that Doomsday was created was in a lab. So on the surface of this completely inhospitable planet, this planet that's just so deadly, there's this lab that was set up to study evolution, essentially. Now, it's been a while since I've read this series, so I might be forgetting some details. I apologize. But basically, there are these scientists who are trying to create the ultimate being. And so the way they do that is they take a baby and they put it in a pod, and they shoot it out into the atmosphere of this planet, and they open it. And then all those big, deadly creatures tear the baby apart. And the scientists record the DNA or the, the genome data. I don't know if technically, technically it's DNA, but like the genome data. And they bring it back and they say, okay, let's make a baby that's a little bit more adaptive to this environment. And they, they clone another baby. This is the same baby that's a little bit more strong. And they send it out and it gets torn apart and then they clone it again. And they do that over, I meant to double check, but I think it's like thousands of years. Like they just keep slightly incrementally making a more and more powerful creature. They're basically forcing evolution. Right. Yeah. And, and, and doomsday. And, and again, it's the same baby. So on the one hand, you might say, oh, it's a fresh new baby. The baby doesn't remember, but we know now that trauma is inherited. Trauma sticks around in the genes. So, Doomsday is getting more and more violent and more and more angry too as he's doing this. Um, and it gets to a point where he's too strong for them to stop. Like he's just become this. Un- so basically they find a way to trap him and then they send him off into space. And of course, like anything that's sent off into space in the Superman universe, it ends up on, he ends up on earth. Um, and so that is the video game is it starts out, it shows the opening, it shows them sending the baby out into the atmosphere Except in the game, it's going to be underground. They'll show this the the up you know the the, the landscape up top, um, and maybe they send the baby out starting up there, but then they move underground because you know there are other creatures and they're trying to get it diversified or whatever. So it gets to the point where they send out this like young, like a juvenile type doomsday, and that's where you start. You're weak as shit. You're like Mario. You get hit a couple times, you're dead. And you die and you just get immediately relaunched back into the level. So that's one of the reasons I like it as I want it to be 2D because I want there to be zero loading times. It's going to be just a, a 2D maze of caves, um, a little bit like Spelunky. And you die very easily at first. But every time you die, you get stronger and you get stronger in the way that you die. If an enemy, let's say there's like this beetle that has a really hard shell and you're not that strong, so it takes you like five or six hits to kill it, but it only takes it one hit to kill you. It's going to kill you, and you're going to relaunch a little tougher to those kinds of physical attacks. So then when you fight it, it might take 
two hits to kill you, and the next time four hits to kill you, something like that. And so in a way, you can sort of like cheat your powers because you're getting more powerful and you're going to be, there's going to be obviously like super strength, super jumping, uh, impervious to, you'll be impervious to damage after so long, of course, but it takes a long time and you have to keep playing because again, it's roguelike. Um, but you, you maintain your progress because every time you come back, you're a little bit stronger and the, the levels will be designed to force you to fail because it wants you to get frustrated. It wants you to get angry like Doomsday did. So you're going to get to a part and you're going to feel strong because you've been through all these enemies and you're zipping through it. Cause again, there's no, there's no load time. So you're just getting faster and you're memorizing the enemies and you're just going through and crushing them because they're, you're so strong now. And then you're going to get to a point that has an impossible jump. And you're going to try to make it and you're going to fall off the cliff and die and be like, what the fuck? And it's going to make you do that two or three times to where you now you're you can jump long enough to make it over. Mm-hmm. And so you make your way through these caverns. There's going to be different things. Obviously, the kind of standard like Metroid type stuff like lava. You're going to be exposed to heat and cold and all that stuff. And then eventually you're going to break out into the surface. And that's where gonna, the big monsters are going to be, the ones that we see in the comic books. And it's going to be humbling because you're going to be so powerful by the time you break out to the surface and then you're just going to get fucking one-shotted by like this giant pelican or something like that and you're gonna be like are you fucking serious so you're gonna have to come back up and have a whole new big open world to like explore and basically take these things out um but your goal is the lab and you're gonna be so angry and you're gonna you're it's gonna keep the game is gonna keep showing you these images of these scientists so when you get there you're just going to be tearing the lab apart. They're going to be sending these specialized robots after you that are killing you, but it's too fucking late. You're too powerful, but they're going to capture you at the end. You cannot like successfully beat the game. The winning the game is being captured and being sent off. So that's going to be the prequel to the Sup- Superman two game. So the oh. Superman one game is going to be Superman fighting villains and Met- Metropolis is all in one piece. And you're going to get to learn the city really well, like in the Spider-Man games and then the Superman 2 game is going to be Darkseid showing up. And now all of his powers are explained and you know how he fights and he's just going to tear the city apart so, so in his fight with Superman. You're so. basically making like a, um, a promotional game for another game. Sort of like the uh, they did that like serious Sam like top down like shooter before they released like the new like 3D serious Sam game like a couple of years ago. I can't remember what it was called. But sort of like that, yeah. like do like a mini, a mini game. So maybe it's like, you know, like a three hour game or something like that, uh, as opposed to like a fully fledged game sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would want it to be fully fledged, like more than three hours, but well, like, you know what I mean? But it's going to be like, you know, yeah. it's going to be at a budget price. It's not going to be like a full fledged, you know, I love this idea though, because like. I, I, there was a moment where I thought Assassin's Creed was going to do this because, um, Assassin's Creed Rogue, which I think I'm one of four people who played that game. Um, but I did play it. But, um, you play as this assassin who eventually transitions into like a Templar and like an assassin hunter by the end of the game. And spoilers, um, you kill, um, the, I'm forgetting his name, like Arno or I can't remember from Assassin's Creed Unity. You kill his father Ooh. at the end of the game, and that's like the death of his father is like a very intense event at the beginning of Assassin's Creed Unity that sort of kicks off his 
like journey into being a temple into being an assassin. And I always thought that was brilliant because then that character from Rogue would be your villain and you would have like you played a whole game as him and you'd be like, oh fuck, like here we go. The stakes are high. I know this guy really well and I went on this whole journey with him. Yada yada yada. No, never see him in the game. But like <laughs> which is ridiculous. Anyways, but like not in Joey's <laughs> game. In Joey's game, you fucking that payoff is right there. And you're like, oh shit. And like I yeah. I played this whole game i've like i've connected with this character in a way that only games can like that brilliant thing that the last of us part two does where like you come to in the beginning of the game like really despise abby for like what she does but then once you start playing as her in the second half you're like oh fuck like over time you just develop a connection because you're playing as her oh yeah i love it i think this is so good yeah originally i didn't have that connection i just thought it was a cool concept for a game because again the like Doomsday's origin sounds like a roguelite, you know, or a roguelike. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm like, why, you know, that should be a game. And I think it could be so fun to have him just because like at first I'm, I'm imagining your pretty standard set in stone 2D environments, you know, little hills, waterfalls, you know, maybe giant mushrooms. And eventually when you get strong enough, you're just fucking breaking through those, like whether you want to or not. And you're so angry because you have died and you have to go through this area again that you jump. And instead of landing on the mushroom, you just crush through it and jump up to the next cliff. Um, and again, it's going to be about using that anger as momentum to, to drive you and faster and faster through the game. Uh, and part of what I, and then when we were talking about doomsday being a character in a game, I thought, man, what a great, prequel because i really love villains that are humanized in a way maybe not fully mm-hmm. but are at least complicated yeah and doomsday i always thought was that but doomsday's origin is f- so fucking tragic yeah. like it is not his fault you know what i mean like i understand he's not a good guy i'm not gonna go out there fucking hand you know fucking i was gonna i don't know what i was gonna say hand something hand job. my hand job i was gonna say what <laughs> he's got to be so rocky by yeah, the end of that you're, yeah, yes um, you're not gonna make a mayor of gotham city you're not gonna exactly. be like a oh, mayor monster you know <laughs> um but on at the very least i don't look at him as someone like dark side who is just malevolent and corrupted you know what i mean like i think he's a tragic character but we don't see it like in super in the Batman versus Superman movie. We don't see that. No. We see the giant stupid little, little, like, oh, I hate the way they, they, that was one of my biggest complaints about that movie. I really felt like they did that character. A just a, a, an injustice. So then if he was introduced, it would be that same version to where you are trying to stop him. Obviously he's killing thousands of people, break, bursting through this city um, but you do so knowing what he came from and that he's re- he's reacting because he was trapped after all of that. And then, you know, then put into a, an empty black cavern under the earth for who the fuck knows how long. They probably say eventually, but they didn't in the comics then. So, yeah. So that's my my idea. Just called straight up doomsday. Yeah. Who's okay? Do you have a developer in mind? Like, if there is a developer you trusted to make this vision come true, mm. is it, it Devolver be- Digital that did Hades? They, oh. they, they released it. The uh, Hades was developed by um, the Super Giant. Yeah, Super Giant. Mm. The uh, the Bastion people. 
I, I might want to say them just because it seems like they understand that gameplay, but I don't know if they would uh, like the 2D action oriented part of it. Cellar door games are the ones that make Rogue Legacy and Rogue, Rogue, Rogue Legacy is really a really good uh, Rogue Light. I forgot the difference between the two. I forgot them again already. What Rogue like? What's Rogue? I know. I, I that's why I kept going between them. I think Rogue like like Rogue like. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Rogue Legacy is a really good uh, Rogue game. I could see them doing something. I could see them doing pretty good along those lines. Maybe cool. really good two D right. style. So get on, get go on with them. Go start emailing them right now. Get them on the horn. Yep. Go with them. Are they doing the sequel as well? Rogue Legacy two. No, no, no. Um, the Superman game that oh. comes after. No, that that should be Rocksteady, I think. Oh, Rocksteady, yeah, Rocksteady. You know. Okay, nice. So Warner Brothers Games, who has the license, get get a hold of these people and please take it seriously. Communicate. You know what I mean. Like keep those channels open. Don't tell both teams they can go wild because you're going to get two different doomsdays. And I don't want a Superman versus Batman situation here. So exactly. No, hell yeah. I love that partnership. I think they're going to crush it. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. And they're going to sync up their development time so that they come out in the right order, you know, and <laughs> near near one another. Yes, it'll be perfect. In the right order. I would hope a giant massive open world 3D game sequel to another massive open world 3D game would come after the smaller 2d game but, yes but who knows you know hey, what C- I mean? cuphead like, took a million nowadays, years a million uh, years to make <laughs> that's very true yeah that was also hand animated like the entire thing so that's true yeah. and they also had to build yeah. the game around it too because they realized but, oh people just don't want to do a boss rush the entire time does doomsday deserve hand animation i say yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, according to joey he deserves a hand job so uh, uh, I didn't finish that. I just had a hand. Yeah, I, you know, he's had a, he's had a tough time. Give him a quick yeah. little, you know, a little handy. Yeah, that might have calmed him down. You know what I mean? Like the fact he probably never had sexual gratification in his entire life. Yeah, it's like <laughs> one one release. Yeah, it's like, hey, Doomsday, have you tried this controller? And he's like, oh no, yeah. oh, it, yeah, exactly. it, it, ma- it magically fits. Like and then it does it, then, for then Paul, it, Joey, and Ron. Then it breaks his dick <laughs> off, and then it goes back. <laughs> As a rock, and then then what? Oh, and he's sad, sad again. The doomsday story <laughs> betrayed, betrayed by my would be friends. <laughs> yeah, they, they were like doomsday. If you need to go to the bathroom, there's a toilet right over there. Um, make sure to lift the the seat before you climb. <laughs> it only made him stronger. It made him a better person. Just made his sitting butt without the seat. <laughs> just made his butt larger so that he didn't fall in the second time. <laughs> That's right. And then in the sequel, he's popping. He's throwing it back. Breaking the internet. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, what's your game, Paul? Tell us about your game. I'm really excited. Speaking, this is the first time we get to hear. Yeah. It. Speaking of breaking the internet, I think I've got a I've got a, a banger here. All yeah. right. So it's it's fitting. We talked about this kind of adjacently in the news today. My pitch for you today is a rock star pirate game. It's going to take place. Yeah, it's going to take place right at the end of the golden age of uh, piracy. So around you know the 720s um 
you know, big European naval powers are starting to crack down on piracy, but piracy is still banging. It's very Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 on the high seas, or Red Dead Redemption oh, 1. Shit. So right at this really fascinating time, tensions are high, you know, there's a lot of, of exciting stuff going on, so that's where it's set. Um, you're going to be playing as um, a sort of, fe- uh, like a female pirate, because yes, I know Rockstar has occasionally done female protagonists in the past, but we're really going to do one now, this time in one of their big blowout open open world games. And you're going to play as like a female pirate akin to like uh, Anne Bonny or Mary Reed or, um, yeah. yeah, you know. And and, a, and your character is going to have like a real Sadie Adler vibe from Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, the aka the character we need for Red Dead Redemption 3. That's your path, folks, right there. I'll, I'll, I'll make, an, uh, make another game while you're making a pirate game. So. I, I don't know. She did get John Marston killed. Uh, did she? She was the one that egged him on to uh, get revenge on Dutch. Yeah, well, and Micah. They went, but wasn't it that they took the treasure that ended up being the problem? Yeah, right. I was trying yeah, to blame one. <laughs> 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 well, anyways, but but whatever. As a rock star protagonist, that's all just grist for the mill, right there. That's just more complication, which they love to do with their characters. Anyways, makes for a more compelling game. She can be like, "Oh, I got John Marston killed." Whatever. But I'm not here to talk about the Sadly Adler <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Three. I'm here to talk about this pirate game. So it's going to be incredible. It's going to be rebuilt around um, sort of like pirate raids, like heists, like sort of elaborate, like shipboarding and like piracy. And it's going to be like Sea of Thieves, but even like way better, like way better than Sea of Thieves. Like the promise of Sea of Thieves, but like realized in a way that only like a meticulous 10 year long development process Rockstar game can. It's going to be incredible. And only open servers, right? No, that's one of my stipulations. It's so funny. It's written on here, actually. (laughs) I have notes. And one of them, I'm going to go through all these, but one of them is closed servers. And I had that in mind (laughs) for all of us. So it's going to be incredible. You're going to be doing all this stuff. Um, And the customization, customization is going to be ridiculous. So in the multiplayer mode, which we'll get to in a little bit, you can make whatever character you want. Um, You can add like pirate, you know, prosthetics as well. So like hooks, you know, peg legs, whatever you want to do, eye patches, yada, yada, yada. Um, So you can do all that. And then for your appearance in the main game as well, you get jackets, belts, pants, um, hats. The hats are key. Cool hats are, are the key. And along with your own appearance, you also get to customize a little cat, a parrot, and or a monkey that is your companion that hangs out on your shoulder when you're sailing the ship or just hangs out on your um, ship when you're just walking around, just doing its thing. Incredible, right? <laughs> well, it doesn't even... Already st- sold. <laughs> yes, it doesn't even stop there. The ship itself is going to be fully customizable. So you'll choose, like, wood types, colors, um, and then, like, the essential structure of the ship as well. How many cannons do you have? Are you prioritizing sort of, like, a lot of firepower, a lot of protection, but it's, like, pretty slow? And, you know, um, or are you making something that's a little bit lighter, but that's faster, and you can, like, sort of set up ambushes that are more complicated? You know, whatever you want to do, you're going to have a lot of control over the ship itself. And the ship is also important because one of the best parts of Red Dead Redemption 2 is your camp. And, um, you know, sort of camp life is such a big thing. But 
uh, at least if you're Paul, you feel a little bit torn because so much is going on in camp, but you want to traverse, you want to explore the world, and sometimes you'll be gone for a really long time, and you're thinking, oh, geez, like, I wonder what they're doing back in camp. I miss them. This time, traversal and camp life are combined because the you ship is your, your camp, camp with you, and baby. you bring yeah. camp with you <laughs> everywhere you go, and um, yeah, it moves with you, and um, the the sort of everything that's happening in camp and with your crewmates changes dynamically with like the weather where you happen to be docked, what's going on. Um, and we'll get into this when I talk a little bit about navigation as well. But um, as you're moving through certain places, um, your crewmates will mark out different points of like interest and like tell you about them or like encourage you to go there. So instead of checking a map or just like blindly exploring, like that's another element too. there'll be like dynamic events happening within camp that lead you to explore things. It's going to be like a seamless narrative path to get there. So it's going to be amazing. Uh, but along with helping you explore the world and create awesome dynamic opportunities to sort of enter into side quests or things while you're sailing, your crew is also going to be singing shanties, motherfucker. <laughs> and there's going to be so many pirate shanties and there's going to be like, pirate sort of lore stories um and it'll act like kind of like the radio in gta or like um in god of war the way that like emir will tell stories about the world or like certain characters as you're sailing so as you're moving through the world you're getting all that delicious exposition you're listening to songs you know you're maybe getting in on like some character dynamics like maybe you'll have conversations with different characters while you're sailing it is incredible um let's see and the game itself of course it's built around exploration so this is like a beautiful caribbean setting built like Imagine like even a more souped up version of the RDR2 engine and like that attention to detail. All the islands are sort of gorgeous and um, you're, you're sort of looking through uh, for hidden treasure. You're finding maps. You're doing things like that. Obviously, it's a pirate game. Runes, outposts, like forts. You're, you're, you're just exploring all kinds of things as well. And like for a, a real life version of this, just think back to Red Dead Redemption 2. Like look at, look at how gorgeous Gorma looked and imagine what they could do with like a pirate sort of Caribbean style environment. So something like that, I think is a great way to, to, to imagine what it might look like. Um, the ship battles are going to be like, like other games have done it. Like I think um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag did a really amazing job of this. But ship battles are taken to, like, an even more extreme level. There's going to be more tactics involved, like, different ways to take down mass or different approaches to attacking a ship other than just, like, unloading a bunch of cannons on them. So, like, sending in, like, like groups, like, in the cover of darkness on, like, boats to kind of, like, raid the ship at night or um, sort of doing other, other things as well, like um, ambushing them in like specific passages and like setting things up like with the terrain to make that work. So like all different kinds of approaches to like ship combat as well. Um, let's see, what else? Oh yeah, and like this, again, as I was saying at the top of this pitch, um, this area of piracy is like super interesting. So like you're, you're sort of negotiating your relationship with all these other pirates who are like both in their heyday, right? Like they're making lots of money. They're being successful, but they're also becoming increasingly desperate because all these big European naval powers are really starting to crack down on them. So you're going to make choices. You're going to sort of have to, 
you know, side with other people, backstab other people, and, like, work with people who you would rather not work with. It's going to be absolutely thrilling. Um, and the kinds of missions and characters you'll get to meet, I think, is going to be really, really exciting. There's going to be, along with, like, you have your ship, you have these sort of more remote islands where, like, you're you're finding, you know, again, like, treasure, runes, you know, forts, whatever. But you're going to have these big port cities as well. So you're going to have, like, Nassau, you're going to have, like, Port Royal, you know, um... And those are going to be your big city hubs where you'll get to walk around and, and meet a ton of NPCs, like sleep with prostitutes and, you know, and um, if you're Joey, Sold. yeah, yeah, have like casual <laughs> flings. Um, you'll get to um, pick up a bunch of interesting side quests, play a bunch of like, you know, gambling games or whatever, or other pirate bocce ball, whatever you know, they have available. <laughs> Who knows? It's going to be absolutely incredible. And yeah, and again, it'll be a contrast. Like those big city spaces are going to be very different from like the more sort of wild, uncharted areas in um, the, the smaller islands of the game. Um, for navigation, I was envisioning, because I love it so much in Ghost of Tsushima, like a guiding wind um, mechanic to help navigate. So that'll help you move around. I also toyed the idea of having like a compass that you can check periodically that's just pointing in the direction you need to go all the time, like a la Jack Sparrow or something. Or the, yeah, the thing that you want to go to. Yeah, exactly. The thing that you mark on yeah. your map. And by you the way, the most Kira Knightley. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you will have a real map throughout the game. This is for tab that you can like mark up and like the, the map marking system is going to be really exciting and fun because it's again it's a pirate game so i don't know what's gonna go into that but that is a priority um it's gonna be cool um let's see what else oh yeah and you'll also be cued in like i said by not just like those kinds of features that you see throughout a lot of games but also like another thing in ghost of tsushima like animals like the yellow birds for example in ghost of tsushima like cue you in like oh there's something over here so it'll be something like that the other thing, like I said, dynamically, your crew members, as you pass certain things on your ship, are going to, like, initiate conversation about them, maybe start you on paths to go explore certain areas or do certain things. Or, like, maybe somebody will get too drunk and, like, fall off the ship, and then you suddenly go after them, and that starts a side quest there. So, like, again, these dynamic, like, sort of immersive ways to navigate the world, start quests that maybe don't just fall into, like, you know, here's your your menu with all your side quests and here's whatever. Like, yeah, there's going to be um, a lot of immersive ways to do that as well. And with um, Red Dead 2, like Rockstar was really good about like doing that, like just random conversations yeah. with characters. Like they're just talking you over here of the conversation. Then you can join in yeah. and then get like this like little side quest, like, Oh, go get me this personal item that you could have entirely missed without having known about it sort of thing. Like, yeah, that sounds pretty neat. Yes, exactly. And then online, speaking of neat, Ron, online, you get all your friends together on a shared ship and you go like pirate, like sail the seas together, have adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Public servers. <laughs> yeah, on private. <laughs> ah, I wrote it. I wrote it right here. You'll see. I don't know if you can see this, but there's a little parenthesis. It says private servers. <laughs> yeah, yep. right. I wrote it right down there. And yeah, exactly. Private servers, no griefing. You know, it's maybe it's a sea of thieves, but it's like four thieves who are friends. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're doing it up. You're, you're yeah, you're, you're creating your own character. You're doing your own thing. Also, um, fuck it. Uh, in the story mode, you probably have like a, a pre-designed flag or whatever. In online mode, 
we get to design our own pretty pixels flag that's going to hang over our yeah. ship. It's going to be pink and have little skulls and rainbows. It's going to be incredible. So we're doing that. And then um, I have this next category. I just wrote pirate booty, a.k.a. romance, motherfucker. So, like, one thing Rockstar, I think, can do even more of is upping their game in terms of romance. So, like, a la the best Bioware games, a la, like, a Persona 5, for example, you're going to have your main romances that you can pursue. Characters that, like, you get together early in the game, and the game is your romance. Like, it just keeps growing and growing until the closing credits. And you're going to have those big ones. You're going to have the casual romances, casual flings, characters you meet on side missions. You may be a lovely, you know, sort of worker at a brothel that you run into um, at, at some point, one of the big port cities, whatever it happens to be. But there's going to be a ton of that. And they're a beautiful courtesan. Yes, with yes. A fatal illness. Yes. <laughs> who will choose? Who will not choose the penniless sitar player? The penniless sitar player. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yes. And I think that is everything. But that is my um, that is my big vision. That is my pitch. I'm throwing it out to you guys now. Okay. Tab is not here, but I, I sense a disturbance in the force. Tab <laughs> is like buckled over in pain right now. Like, what am I I'm missing? Something. Something is happening. <laughs> this. This game sounds made for Tab. Tab, like me, loved Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, loves Red Dead Redemption 2. So this game seems made for them. I mean, it seems made for all of us because we all love those elements. But one of the things I was thinking of, you were talking about like, sorry, I made the stupid decision to um, put food in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was like eating. It was like popcorn, like pasta. Sauce. I'm like, this is good shit. So I'm throwing <laughs> Sour Patch Kids in my mouth. And then he's like, I'm done. And I'm like, oh, um, but you were talking about like crew members having different like motivations and like personalities and stuff. I think it'd be kind of cool if like it, like who you sent up in the crow's nest sort of depended the kind of things that they spotted. So like if you send old Jerry up, that's all old Jerry cares about is booze, right? Like, cause he's a, he's a bit of a drunkard. And so He's going to keep spotting ports that are known for their rum or something. He's going to be like, oh, port ahead. And you're going to be like, <gasps> and you're going to get there. And he's going to be like, oh, the best rum in the, in the, in the vicinity or whatever. And you're going to be like, oh, God damn it, Jerry. But if you send Mary up, Mary is like a treasure hunter. You know what I mean? So she's going to be like, ooh, I have this map here. And it lines up with that, that tree over there. I think that there's treasure. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I love this idea for a number of reasons. I mean, I think you were writing it with us. In mind, because you're like, you know, romance and, you know, private servers and everything. But like, I loved Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Not that was my first Assassin's Creed game. And the story, I don't really remember. Like, it's fine. It was okay. I liked it. I remember the exploration. I remember the beautiful world. And I think Ubisoft and Rockstar are two of the absolute best open world game developers because not only do they spend the time to make it look good and be detailed and be huge, but they're good at environmental storytelling where they think about little coves and what would be in the cove. And okay. So if a pirate did land in this cove because they shipwrecked up the beach and they had, they made their way to this cove and they lived here for a month, what would it really look like? And you might not ever find that cove, but rockstar does it better. I love Ubisoft open worlds, but yeah. Rockstar in terms of detail and little secrets and little hidey holes and stuff like that, Rockstar would put so much in there 
that I feel like I could never stop playing that game and I would never want to with Assassin's Creed four. I didn't get the platinum because some of them were some of the trophies were online, but I got a hundred percent in the game. I found every collectible. I got all the trophies that were offline and I was still like, I don't want to stop playing, but there was literally nothing else to do. But with that Rockstar game, if it had that same sort of like beautiful Caribbean map, which would be even bigger, I'm assuming. And then the ability to hang out on deck with your crew like that, like you said, like that's your camp and the ability to disembark and go on like little excavations uh, to areas and do treasure hunting and, and cut through jungles and stuff like that. That would be. And again, especially if we're doing this like dream scenario where like you could sail down to Mexico and explore there or you could explain explore the Florida Keys or you could explore Cuba and they all have their own unique environments and stuff. And you bring in sorry i'm not trying to encroach on your idea the journal from red dead oh, 2 sure, sketching yeah, and sure, stuff yeah. sketching all these animals yeah. um but but your pirate is a terrible artist so it's like that thing where like where like someone tries to draw a giraffe and it looks terrible the, the child, that's child's <laughs> drawings of animals yeah yeah, yeah she's yeah. like what that's a giraffe <laughs> right <laughs> oh sadie <laughs> you rascal <laughs> Um, Arthur? <laughs> <laughs> or especially though like and now and i'm getting too ambitious because this game's probably already going to be huge oh yeah but if there were like dlc or maybe a sequel and it went beyond the caribbean and you could sail into act the actual like indian ocean you could sail around you know the cape the, the cape of good hope and all that stuff like oh man yeah uh, just and again the the beauty rockstar Rockstar Red Dead Redemption 2 is a gorgeous game like to this day PS4 PS5 Xbox whatever you want to talk about any platform fucking beautiful and so add more you know more power more processing power more development time more artistry to that to a Caribbean setting this is amazing I love this game yeah well and I forgot to mention it's gonna have one challenge for Rockstar you know, a lot of this is in their wheelhouse, but they, they haven't done a lot in terms of, like, very tight melee combat. So they're calling their oh, friends yeah. over at Sucker Punch, and they're going to bail it out of, like, the Ghost of Tsushima style of combat. It won't be, like, you won't be, like, as, like, obviously fluid as, like, Jin Sakai, but it's going to feel tight and, like, just beautiful. And, like, swords are going to be ringing. You're going to be like, oh, you know, it's going to get perfect parries and oh, it's going to be great. And they're gonna, it's gonna, they're gonna do that collaboration because they were purchased by Sony. Yeah, in <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, in that sense too, your all your guns because they're gonna be like, you know, this is early 18th century, so like flintlock, you know, single shot guns. They're gonna be like your tools in Ghost of Tsushima, where like it'll be like a one hit kill, but you have to like choose when to use it or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can you can use yeah. different weapons or hold multiple pistols on you, which both. Is useful and also looks incredibly badass. <laughs> yeah. Also, can you camp? Like when you, yep. when you, yes, you can. Oh, man. Yep. And you take so you, your uh, animal companion with you. So you're out with your little cat, you know, on yeah. a, a dark, stormy night. And the cat goes off and catches you a fish yeah. and like brings it back. Oh, that sounds amazing. Ron, what are you naming your pirate cat? Hmm. Uh, pressure. <laughs> you, that's a weird name Joe, for a Joe, cat. Joe, what do you name your pirate cat? I'm naming my pirate cat Blacktail. Yeah, dumb. Dumb, like Blackbeard. It's not. <laughs> dumb. You know what? You know what's dumb? This. This is my answer. 
<laughs> Silence. That's dumb. Give me an answer. What is it? I wasn't expecting to get asked that question. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. You you can think about your pirate cat. I put you on no, the spot. No, I, I, I was thinking like the only other like developer that I would like to see make like a pirate game in that would be like Bethesda. Mm, but yeah, for mainly sure. mainly for the amount of jank that it'll have, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, being on water and whatnot, and just being this massive like always running online or you know always running a persistent world. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Yes, that would, be, that would be amazing. Can I also throw in one more detail for Tab? Because I know Tab yeah. will appreciate this. The weather system in this game is going to be fucking nuts. You're going to be caught... Hurricanes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to be caught not in like a video game storm where it's like, oh, it's rainy and the waves are a little bit you know bigger than they usually are. Like terrifying like storms where you're like, oh fuck, like we have it's a whole thing to like get out of it and you have to like navigate that. But maybe like I said, with like the nighttime raids and other things too, like you can also use the wet like the dynamic weather or like you maybe you have a way of predicting like what the weather is going to be later in the day. You can use it to your advantage in like raiding ships. So like maybe like if it's a really foggy night, you send in like your smaller boats out to a ship and sort of like that gives you cover as your like crew like climbs the you know the side or whatever and oh man yeah exactly weather is going to be a big part of it yeah too so yeah bam sorry (laughs) and especially like if you're collecting people along as you're like recruiting people and someone's good at reading the weather um and maybe that's your choice like i i don't know i mean it's, it's obviously not my game but like maybe you decide the order that you recruit them in and if you recruit the weather person like they can look at a storm and say, oh, it's 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 heading easternly. We don't have to worry about it. So then, easternly, I said, easterly. Uh, so then you could just sit back and watch it. Like you could go find mm-hmm. a spot on the sea and just watch it pass and just watch the swirls and the beautiful colors. I think that would be that would be really cool. Uh, have you guys seen the the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio? No, no, but I've seen those crabs. <sighs> watch them fuck. <laughs> you, so you, I thought you saw it. Right? I've never, no? I've never seen it. No. Okay. I just, so I just know that scene. scene. <laughs> he gets trapped on this beach, and at and and early in the game, we see that he's a gamer. He's like playing a Game Boy. So later in the game, he's like starving and dehydrated and stuff. I, I don't remember. I think he eats something, and he has a hallucination. And there's this whole scene of him running through the the jungle, thinking he's in a video game. So he's like jumping and bopping things like he's in a video game. We've seen there's like pixels and stuff. So I want that to happen in this game where there's like a a mushroom or something that you take and it's really hard to find. It's really rare. And when you eat it, it just loads you straight into Bully 2. And there's a Bully 2 in the game. And you just play play Bully 2. Only a pirate game. Are you smuggling in a secret copy of Bully 2? Yes. The, and the entire, I, the entire, it's like the new hot coffee, but it's like a whole game yeah. inside of the game. <laughs> but, but more seriously, what I love about this idea, one of the many things is that Rockstar is so good at secrets that people are still learning things about Grand Theft Auto V now and Red Dead Redemption 2. Like there are still things that people don't know or don't, they don't know if it's a myth. They don't know if it's real. And I love that kind of stuff. And I think it's perfect for pirating because other developers are like, we worked really hard to make this thing. We want people to find it. Like, maybe we'll make it a little challenging. Rockstar's like, we will fucking hide it. Like, yeah, we worked hard on it. We will hide it, and we're going to kill any developer that worked on it. So you will never find out. No leaks. And so, like, 
if you had something like mermaids or the kraken or some mythical pirating, you know, creature, beastie or something, um, then you could, you could have that in there. And like one player might run into it in the first month or two of release. And they're like, guys, I saw the chupacabra or something. And maybe there's some feature where if you try to take a screenshot, it's blurry. Like just that part of the screen is blurry. And so people are like, I took a screenshot. Oh no, you can't see it. And then people are like, wow, I'll go find the chupacabra or whatever. And they go try to land and camp and find it and stuff like that. I think there would be so many fun secrets. Like I said, I just, I would, I like, I love Red Dead Redemption 2, but the West was never, I mean, it's a setting that I like, but I'm not like, oh, I'm a big Western person, you know, but pirating and the Caribbean, that's my shit. I would love to live there and exist there so yeah give me a, a red dead redemption 2 on the seas yes yeah, where you can get pirate tattoos <laughs> where i can get pirate yeah, tattoos yeah, yeah, yeah. i can get pirate booty of two different kinds yeah, 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 yeah. you can get syphilis i can yeah, get so many stds yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah it's just gonna be but it's okay i got ginseng so <laughs> yeah ginseng oh how what's it what's, yeah. the name, what's the name of your game oh yeah that's a good question i could not think of a name for it um um okay working title dead man's booty oh shit (laughs) (laughs) a a dead man's booty tells no tales when it gets stuck in the toilet tells tells no tales would be a pretty good one yay that's not bad tells no tales and then telltales like suits them because they're like that's close to the name of our studio no tells no tales done locked in boom done (laughs) done or uh, alternate title maybe Curse of the Black Pearl? No. Just the same? No, no. Okay. Yeah. How about how about how about No Man's Sea? No Man's Sea. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. No man no man see except for me, because the server is private. (laughs) (laughs) How about Seafield? Ah. I'm just I'm taking other open world games and yes. <laughs> if you can't if you can't tell by now. The, uh, False E. The, the, um, the Elder Seas. <laughs> world of Seacraft. <laughs> sea Wind. The Sea okay. Itcher. Sea <laughs> Rim. Uh-huh. Ah, pretty good. <laughs> give you a Sea Rim. Um, hey. <laughs> and also, I hope that Rockstar has learned its lesson at this point and to get that shared, uh, you know, flag that we wouldn't have to pay literally $20 real world money or grind for 50 hours. But that's just that's just a hope. That's just a brief, no, they um, they a dream in my dream development process. They have seen the light. They have seen the error of their previous ways. <laughs> And um, they know yeah. it's going to sell a ton of copies. And so they're like, well, they're, they're that confident. They're like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? We're pirates. We're rock star. It's beautiful. You have a little cat. Yeah. yeah. Black tail. Yeah. Come on, man. The, the dread. Pretty good. Per Roberts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there slash a lot. <laughs> Does he have a little peg leg? No, I don't want that. That's kind of sad. Okay, so <gasps> it's a Calico pe- Jack, and he's a real pirate. Uh, I was going to say, Cal- I was looking. At, I was looking at pirate names, and Calico Jack was one of them. I'm like, I could just name it that. That's yeah, clever and easy. Yeah, yeah it Cat is. Pin, Cat Pin Jack Sparrow Killer. 
Like two. Like, let's give cat cat pin instead of a peg leg. Let's give it a little peg tail. Oh, it's just, it's just always pointed up. Yeah. Or you can accessorize it. Could be a hook. A oh yeah. Tail. But it's like heavy, so it can't use it. It just drags it. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Oh, that is sad. That's kind of sad. Oh. Um. What there was one more thing I was gonna say, and now I don't remember. But. It's a Rockstar game. and Oh, what I was going to say is, from now on, I think we should change this from Make This Game, Damn It, to, because I don't know if Nintendo Power can sue us, like, classified information, and we'll just pretend like we heard these. This is a scuttlebutt. <laughs> heard this on the grapevine. You know what I mean? Like, I can't confirm or deny this, but I was at a bar recently, and I heard a developer talking about, and we pretend like it's a real thing. And no one, everyone, no one's going to think it's an actual real thing but could be fun your your pitch was so realistic paul like early on and then like i kept going and i was like there's no fucking way but early on i'm like that's the kind of rumor that someone would buy you know what i mean like someone would hear that and be like rockstar's making a pirate game it makes so much sense it does it does make so much sense it does yeah and like the only problem is like yeah at at some point it sounds like i'm the game director (laughs) (laughs) my knowledge of it is so specific and meticulous and see now i'm imagining that we write a movie a spec script where it's kind of like war game. Is it war game war games? The one where like they use the arcade yeah, machine yeah. and it's got like the secret. So people, they play it and then the government's comes in and like, you're so good at killing aliens. You've got to come kill aliens. So <laughs> you're so good at being it's a pirate. Be the same thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. It would be like rockstar would come to Paul oh. and be like, you've, you've come up with the, the best idea for a game we've ever heard. You're the game director. <laughs> it would be like blank check mixed with war games. Yeah. Now solve crunch. Yes. Oh, oh God. Yeah, that's true. My game, as I've laid it out, is a total recipe for horrible crunch. And I'm so sorry, the Rockstar developers. <laughs> Look what Should, you did. Look what you just did to all those poor people. I know. I mean, this is just for the sake of They're already working so hard on GTA 6, and now they got this on their play too. They have the oh next like God. fifteen years of them lined up in front of them right now. <laughs> They're like this. I'm 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 developing a coffin. Basically, I'm going to die making this game, aren't I? <laughs> and I go yes, but it'll be worth it. It's a go on. It's a Rockstar Pirate game. What's that to like? Yeah, it'll be great. They're okay. <laughs> I now I just want to remake a bunch of old movies with video games. So do you guys remember Rookie of the Year? Do you ever see that? Yeah. yeah. We should do that where someone like trips on a keyboard and they fall and they hurt their shoulder and they're like, oh, I can suddenly program video games at light speed now. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly I've learned how to program video games. <laughs> I'm breaking my shoulder. Yes. But yeah, just with the one arm. <laughs> the other one's completely dumb. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with it's just one computer. It's something to do with like processing power and it is one amazing it is so optimized and like efficiently developed that <laughs> He's like, Well, actually wait a minute, I could program video games with this hand or <laughs> it's a very different movie. <laughs> Where did I put that controller? (laughs) (laughs) When's the last time you've watched Rookie of the Year? Fucking forever, probably since I was like 12 or something. Probably since it came out. That's the the only time I think I've ever seen it. You guys ever seen it? I think I probably saw it like 20 times in the year it came out, but... 
Do you guys see Angels in the Outfield? Oh, yeah. I've seen that Joseph, yeah. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, little baby, baby Levitt. <gasps> really? He yeah. was in that? Yeah. Oh, With shit. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. And, um, oh, what's his name? Um, who's in, like, a million things, like Lethal Joe Weapon Pesci. and stuff. No, black actor whose name I'm totally blanking on. Dan, uh, Dan, Dan, no, not Daniel. Donald Glover? No, that's the... Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Yeah, Danny yeah. Glover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, Donald Glover, that's that's his son. That's his son. Yeah. <laughs> Childish Gambino. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> what if he was? I feel like that would be something that I wouldn't, I would hear and I'd be like, how the fuck did I not know that? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Tony Danz is in that, Matthew McConaughey, Adrian Brody. Oh, shit. I do not remember star. any of those people. That's in that a movie. star-studded cast. <laughs> what is with baseball movies in the 90s with star-studded cast? Because then there was the... Um, Oh God! What were those two movies? There was there were two of them. Hot shots. They were not hot shots. Not, um, but yeah, in that, major in league. That, major league. Major league. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And then when did Field of Dreams come out? That was eighty late eighties. Oh, yeah. yeah. But man, yeah, those those movies were so problematic. I loved them at the time, but man, looking back, I'm like, oh god. Oh, what, major <laughs> league. Oh, yeah. Oh, you geez. know what's a, a great baseball movie that ages very well, though? A League of Their Own with Tom Hanks. Oh, I fucking oh, love fucking that movie. Fucking so good. Rosie O'Donnell, Classic. Madonna, Gina yeah, Davis. Madonna. Yeah, fucking incredible. Love that movie. Gina Davis is so good in that movie. She is. She is that so is good. such a, that movie made me cry when I was little, and I didn't even know why. I think part of it was just so well made, and the acting was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated the rivalry between the sisters. Yeah, because yeah, so they, they really didn't like, get along for you know, a yeah. long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, amazing. And they're remaking it. I'm a little worried about it. Yeah, but, for Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little worried about it too. But you know, I will hold judgment until I see what's going on. Yeah, best best movie base best. <laughs> you can't talk best, either. Bad, bad. <laughs> best baseball movie ever. Probably, I think, maybe. I'd, I'd put it out there. Haven't seen Forty Two yet, so maybe maybe that Forty Two is good. It's no League of Their Own, though. I have yeah. to say. And what was the one with Jonah Hill? Oh, Moneyball! Oh, Moneyball's really Moneyball. good. I heard Moneyball was pretty good. Oh, featuring oh, featuring Bobby Kotick, famous uh, video game. Oh, oh what? Is he in that? <laughs> yeah, Bobby Kotick's in it. What in, in Moneyball? Yeah, he's in Moneyball. Oh, Who's yeah. he playing Moneyball? Why is oh, God. Why is Bobby Kotick in Moneyball? I think he I think he plays himself. Oh my god. This is so crazy. I'm here to invest in some baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how he sounds. Oh he no, he he I'm sorry, he cameos as the owner of the uh Oakland A's. Oh, oh god. Why? That's, so that's mm. we need this Activision Blizzard. CEO in our baseball yeah. movie. Oh my god! Yeah, can I? Can you, hey guys, I'm a billionaire. Can I play a billionaire? Yeah, there's some money. I, I bet don't. that's how it went. Oh god! Why uh, could why couldn't it be that cool Democratic politician who's in all the Batman movies? Why couldn't it have been that guy? Oh yeah, God, that guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we should just have a whole episode dedicated to him. Yeah, but since we can't, no, we just know that we can't. We should have him on the podcast. Ooh, Bobby Kotick. No, <laughs> fuck that guy, the old guy. Yeah, before he dies, get him. Well, let's not phrase it. Let's not phrase it like that when we ask yeah. him. But yeah, yeah, we'll be or, like, or maybe. I mean, he seems to have a sense of humor. No, we'll right? be like, while you live, huh? And just leave it up to him. He's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I see what you're doing. I see what, you're doing. what are we doing? We're just talking about life. We're all living. 
Some of us. And he's he'll be like some of us just living harder than others. Intimidated by <laughs> thugs like you. Yeah. And then you'll be like <laughs> You remind me of my senator. Yes. I hate my senator. senator. He's like, really? I've been trying to <laughs> trying to enact some good policies. <laughs> I mean we we like we could trick him to coming out. We could be like, look, we're young. It, it doesn't work when you when you say this out loud. He's not going to listen to yeah. this. No one else listens. No one listens to this. Hey, he's certainly not going to listen to. No, except for fucking whoever is interviewing me. Because again, the <laughs> fucking bump on those last couple episodes. God damn it. Uh. <laughs> hey, but this is a great episode. And yeah, we only talked already, about yeah. poop. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I say okay. We talked about poop, which is and hilarious. fucking controller. And that if you hire me, I will put the seat down when I poop. Yes. Okay. That's all I'm saying. That's all that's you can look forward to a seat being firmly secured uh, to the toilet bowl yep. underneath. Some very normal pooping yeah. habits. Okay? Very regular. I you didn't ask me that in the interview, but I would have I that's what I would have said is I'm a very normal pooper. This is my guarantee to Nothing you. Nothing strange. Yes. About. <laughs> you'll listen here. We'll blindfold you and put you in the bathroom. You'll listen to Joey poop and you'll be like, that could be anybody in the office. Yeah. I have no idea. It definitely pooped. doesn't sound like skin on porcelain yeah. for sure. Or like a butt slowly squeegeeing <laughs> into the toilet water. Um, <laughs> and oh, then becoming Lord. larger because Joey's body <laughs> you know, advances evolution <laughs> and it fights against its harsh environment. He's, he's like Doomsday. He just grows stronger. <laughs> then, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Every time my sack accidentally dips into poop water, <laughs> it gets a little more leathery. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't like you know adjust to not dip in the water. It just looks like it's made of rocks more than it does before. Uh, right, now, so now that we've lost the last like, few remaining <laughs> listeners, uh, I was going to say. So then it's like an alarm. Like it goes down and you hear ding 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 ding. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Oh, he's dipping again. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> but okay, so since yeah, since we've 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 completely flown off the rails here. Um thank you so much for listening. What are we talking about next week? Hold on a second. Let me see here. What do we got going on? We have another game? Let's talk about So we have let's talk about sex. We already did that. Yeah, um, yeah we, we did. are talking about uh Disco Elysium on the twenty 7th or 28th that's not next week though right that's not that's next, not, week. Not, that's <laughs> next week. week is oh my god video game trivia royale oh royale. this is your yeah. this is your thing right this is my thing you guys are competing tab is very excited if that tells you anything i thought the questions i was writing i'm like these might be really dumb i sent them to tab i was like how do you feel about these questions tab was like this is going to be amazing i want to write some so tab's writing some questions we're going to have about 30-ish questions, and it's going to be a trivia bonanza. So be prepared. Tune in. I'm I'm legitimately super fucking excited for this. It's going to be head-to-head, Paul versus Ron. Fuck. Paul, hold on. What were your names? Paul, Wisconsin, <laughs> cheese curd champion, gross Paul, What's your name? <laughs> yeah. <why don't>, huh? <laughs> versus Ron Ron, super bon bon, Kluinski. Oh, in an shit. all night. Knockdown, drag out, fists flying, speed, space talking. I'm glad. I'm glad space flying was the f word that followed fists. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, bonanza, extravaganza, 
So Tony Danza. Tune in for that. Tony Danza <laughs> is going to be with us in spirit. Because um, he's dead. He's alive, isn't he's he? He's alive. He's, he's plenty alive. Right. He's, he's plenty alive. But, but you might not be for long, so come on the show, Tony Danza. <laughs> not if he listens to this show, because he's going to be so blown away. Yes. His heart will just explode. Yes. Um, but no, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm super excited. So join us for that next week, and then the week after that, best booties in video games, as proposed by Tab, who's definitely going to be on that episode. And then our Disco Elysium Game Club Part 1. If you want to play along, follow along. If you've never played the game before... You can get it on pretty much all platforms. It's pretty cheap. We're going to play through the first five days of the game for the first part. Five days? So okay. Five days. So through day number five. And then we will finish up days six through ten in the second episode, which would be two weeks after that. So look forward. We have a lot of fun stuff coming up. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to write in, if you have video game ideas, if you have this thing that we were talking and you're like, these fucking idiots don't know how to make a game. I'll show you how to make a fucking game. Home Alone 3, baby. The video game for the NES. Then write in. Give us your pitch. We'd love to read it on the air. It's not the air. It's not radio. What am I talking about? You can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Losperman. Ron's on Twitter at Big Bad Ron. He's on Instagram at Not Big Bad Ron. Hands Boy Frank for his kitties. Joe Crunwell for my kitty. And that about do it. So you know what? See ya. I have one more thing to say. There's an amazing game out there that I don't even have to pitch. I don't even have to pitch it because it already exists. It's called Thronebreaker. It's incredible. That's the game. It's uh, fucking incredible. I thought chair. of it. I finally remembered yeah. it. It took me the whole episode. <laughs> I just thought about Joey's booty sliding into that toilet water, and then it hit me. Thronebreaker. Like porcelain <laughs> Throne. But, yes, uh, Porcelain Throne, no doubt, broken by all the poop. Anyway. Yeah, so fat he's going to break the porcelain <laughs> throne. Well, hey, well, so Thronebreaker, you know get it? Yeah, get yeah. it? <laughs> Dump Joey, it on that thing. Throwing it back. Joey, throwing it back. Nothing's wrong with that booty. Yeah, don't change a thing. Booty so um, big you need a car jack. Yeah, but anyway... <laughs> what you don't need a carjack for is picking up a copy of Thronebreaker. This game's fucking amazing. Set in the world of The Witcher. It's got a badass, not not unlike my Sadie Adler pirate, you know, character. It's got a female protagonist who kicks ass. Queen Meave, she fucking rules. Um, the game is beautiful. It's quick. You know, it's not too long. Um and uh, yeah, it's got a lot going on under the hood, and it's full of surprises. And if your name's Taylor, and you like Magic the Gathering, you love The Witcher, you say you love these things, this combines so many of those elements into one experience, <laughs> and for some reason, you haven't played this game yet. But that's okay, because absence makes the heart fonder, and you can play it right now. So check it out, especially if your name's Taylor. <laughs> Write us. Come on the podcast. What the hell? We'll talk about it if your name's Taylor or other people. Who knows? We're feeling squirrely like today. You're going <laughs> to absolutely hijack the Disco Elysium one. You're just going to keep being like, so, but in Thronebreaker, actually, there's a mechanic that's sort of similar. Taylor, have you played that yet? Do you, are you going to, I thought you were going to. Yeah, you know Cap what I said. You know what else takes I, five days? Beating Thronebreaker. Beating Thronebreaker. <laughs> no, I was going to say Tab said that Taylor doesn't listen to the podcast, but I'm almost imagining that one of these days Taylor's going to be like, well, I'm going to be on this Disco Elysium one. Maybe I'll listen to an episode or two just to see. And she's just like so cut off guard because right at the end, it's like, especially if your name's Taylor. Taylor, you said you would play, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Hey, she's and like, wait, 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 what? And this goes out to that Taylor, but I'll say it. Every other Taylor who's listening, 
If your name's right, Taylor, Taylor Lautner, Taylor Lautner, Taylor Swift, your wife, yeah, Taylor, Taylor Swift, yeah, Taylor fucking Swift. And just so yeah. y'all know, uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut is on the uh, Steam sale right now for the next 40 hours from we're recording. So, depending on when Joey gets this up, it'll be up for not in 40 hours, not in 40 hours, but it probably <laughs> in less than 20, it'll be less than 24. Uh, it is 65% off, so it is $14 currently right now Shit. on Steam. So That's a good price. Almost as yeah. good as picking up a copy of Thronebreaker. So check it out. <laughs> um, it's always on sale. It's really cheap. Joey got it. You got it for like, what, five bucks or something crazy like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like five bucks. Yeah. Five fucking bucks for one of the best games ever made. Jesus Christ. Pick it up, folks. Yeah. What a deal. What a steal. Become the pirate of my fantasized, um, you know, Rockstar Pirate game, Tell No Tales, as we're tentatively calling it, and go nab yourself a handful of pirate's booty in the form of a delicious <laughs> copy of Thronebreaker. Check or, it out. let me propose another title. What if it's called Judy's Booty, <gasps> and the main pirate is <gasps> Judy Alvarez? <laughs> oh, my God! I'm in! I'm in! I'm in! I'm in! I'm in! You can even get See, Frederick the- Red's like, we didn't give you permission. For the Rockstar's like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, they're Rockstar. like, we're like, we bought you. We just bought you. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Rockstar yeah, it's that scene in, in the Dark Knight where they where he's like, um, said I'm buying the the hotel and setting some new rules about Judy Alvarez. Ooh, yes. Um, Is that Batman Begins when he's in the tub and then Rachel sees him when he's walking out? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, that is Batman Begins. Yeah, I said the Dark Knight. And the, and, and the Dark Knight, he just takes them all on like a sexy holiday um, yeah. on the boat, which is also equally, I mean, expensive. I'm sure I've ne- I've never thrown around that kind of quiche. But you don't have to throw around that kind of quiche if you're trying to pick up Thronebreaker. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> yeah, shakalaka. <laughs> yeah, if you're a thrifty gamer like myself and you don't have a lot of money, add it to your wish list and just keep an eye on it. A lot of times they'll send you an alert and say, hey, it's 40% off. Grab it. Grab that shit. So, yeah, um, yeah so thank you so much. Get Thronebreaker. Send us your emails. We love you. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. 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 Hire Joey. Give him a new job. Yeah. Yeah, do it. I don't poop weird. Yeah. (laughs) You'll see. You'll see when you hire him. (laughs) 